0: Welcome to the Homeschool with Moxie podcast, where our goal is to inspire and encourage you with actionable strategies to take you from overwhelmed to confident in your homeschool adventure. I'm your host, Abby Banks, and this is episode 211. This episode is brought to you by my mystery box of books giveaway. So do you love books? about organizing, decluttering, homeschooling, faith, productivity, parenting. And would you love those books better if they were free? Well, the good news is I'm decluttering my shelves and I wanna ship a mystery box of books to one of you to enjoy. Absolutely free, although shipping is only available to United States mailing addresses. There are eight books total, some of them are brand new and they're geared toward a Christian homeschooling mom. It includes books about parenting teens, books that are parent about parenting younger kids, and they definitely span the spectrum of ages. It also includes books for making money as a mom, decluttering, and time management. The retail value of these books is approximately $115, but like I said, I want to send them to one of you for free. So if you would like to enter, this giveaway is open until May 17th. Go ahead and enter at 41more.com. Forward slash books. Welcome to episode 211. Of course, you can find the show notes at 4 com forward slash 211. As I was thinking about what I would be podcasting about on some future episodes, I realized that I had a really great book that I'm sure I've shared with you before on various ways, either on my blog, probably YouTube channel as well, and also the podcast. That book is called Know and Tell, The Art of Narration, and it's by Karen Glass. We've been using narration since the beginning. I'm so glad I learned about it, probably from the well-trained mind. That's where I first learned about it. Because, I mean, when you grow up in a regular public school, private school, no matter what, the like a traditional system, usually don't use narration. And then I was a classroom teacher. I didn't know about narration. You're not taught that in college. It's not a method that is encouraged to be used in a traditional classroom. Um, however, I think it's really effective and it's an awesome method. Now, I never read Karen's book. I wonder what year it even came out. Maybe it is newer. Okay, copyright 2018. So if we started homeschooling in 2008, I mean, we were doing it for 10 years before her book even came out. So the sad thing is, I feel like I missed out on some stuff and some knowledge and some help. The good news is these books are here now. And if you're just starting You have some amazing resources to learn so much about something like narration. Now, we've talked before about not being Charlotte Mason purists, right? Charlotte Mason, you might think of narration fitting really well with her methodology, maybe with a classical method. You don't have to put your stake in the ground in any type of homeschool method to be able to use narration. You could even be traditional homeschoolers that like traditional workbooks and textbooks but you could actually use narration to help you with those days where you're like, there's too many worksheets to do, or we really don't feel like, you know, doing another worksheet on this history lesson, we'll pull out narration instead. And you might actually find that you like that flexible style of homeschooling better. Okay, so this is a long winded introduction. But the point is, this book, Know and Tell, The Art of Narration has so much goodness in it, it will inspire you, it will show you how to get started, it will give you the You know, the reasoning why narration works pretty much for all kids. And I've talked about different aspects of narration and this book and what I've learned from it. But I wanted to just really narrow in on one specific chapter, one specific topic, which is narration and special needs. In chapter eight of this book, Karen Glass addresses how narration works for kids with dyslexia and how it also works for kids with attention deficit disorder or ADD. This is these are these are really good portions of this book because it's really good news. Sometimes kids with dyslexia or ADD, we can feel really stressed out, frustrated, overwhelmed because the stuff we used with our other kids isn't working for our child that has these struggles. So that's why I wanted to draw your attention to this. I'm going to pull out some of these paragraphs and kind of tell you what I've learned from them. But like I said, if you want to deep dive into narration, definitely get Karen's book. It's amazing. And we will link to it in the show notes at 4 morecom forward slash 211. So we're going to talk about these two mini topics here, narration and dyslexia, and then narration and ADD. So many of you know that one of my kids has dyslexia. We never got him tested. There was no reason. I suspected it by the time he was like in kindergarten, first grade, he wasn't learning the same way that other siblings had learned. It was a struggle and he wasn't retaining, you know, the phonics rules that I thought he should to be able to learn to read, you know, easily. And obviously when you're homeschooling, you have the the best situation where you can accommodate kids. You don't need an IEP because homeschooling is an individualized education plan. So there was no reason to get him tested. Of course, when he got to high school and his senior year, we did get him tested so we could get accommodations on the ACT and then it's helped with accommodations in college to give him some extra time for testing. So he has that time to read because he's still not a solid reader, but I mean, he's doing amazing in college. So There is hope and you can do a great job homeschooling. Well, one of the frustrations for us was just for a very few years toward the beginning when, when my four boys were in elementary school. Actually, only three of them were in school at the time. We did put them in a local Christian school for two years. It's one of my biggest regrets. And if you've heard me any length of time, you'll know I say that all the time. It's a long story of why we did it. It's a huge regret in my life, and it was a terrible experience. And I'm going to tell you, the Christian school that you're paying tuition to, they didn't know how to handle dyslexia. He would have been so much better staying in our homeschool. Part of the reason they said he needed to, well, they held him back a grade because they said, well, he's having a hard time reading. He's not going to be able to keep up with history because we have this history textbook. And if he can't read this textbook, he needs to go back to first grade. Well, that's ludicrous. If he would have stayed in our homeschool, he would have been just fine because we don't need to read a history textbook in second grade. Right? So long story short, narration was excellent for this child, along with some other techniques that I'm going to tell you about from Karen's book. But here is what she says. I'm going to read just a paragraph and then comment on it. But this is my background. I am very feel very passionate about this because sometimes homeschool moms can be made to feel like they are not adequate. And I'm going to tell you, even if I didn't have a teaching degree, and especially because I have a teaching degree, that does not qualify me at all for teaching my child with dyslexia. The thing that qualifies me and qualifies you is that you are the loving parent. You can give them the customized attention, help, and you know, individualized um, accommodations that they need in your homeschool way better than they would get even if you were in a public school with you know specialized so-called dyslexia you know tutors or whatever. No, you can do a far better job as a mom who really cares about her child. So let me take that you know argument away and say you can do an awesome job. Part of doing an awesome job is just learning about how to teach well, learning what tools you should use. And narration is one of those tools. So let me read to you from Karen's book. This is on page 146. She says, the technique of narration works especially well for children who have dyslexia. Often, a dyslexic child falls behind and feels like a failure at school before being diagnosed. Reading school books, following written directions, answering written questions, and writing on worksheets are the kinds of normal school activities that make a child with dyslexia feel defeated. Even after a formal diagnosis, children may still feel that they are unable to learn. They may have grown discouraged because typical reading and written work is so much harder for them. Um, We really found that especially true when our child was in in a school situation for two years and it really breaks my heart that we did that and it really did feel discouraging and defeating and it didn't need to. So let me tell you what Karen says is the solution. I'll keep reading here. She says, in a homeschool setting, a parent may read books aloud for an older child who is still struggling to read. Some have continued this practice through high school so that their children with serious reading difficulties were still able to learn from excellent books. Let me skip a little bit. And then she says, because a child may be perfectly capable of understanding a book that she's unable to read, you want to make sure she has access to that material. Audiobooks or digital text to speech books can also be used. Instead of questions that have to be read and answered in writing, narration allows a child to tell what she knows. The focus is on what she can do not what she can't and there's no reason that a dyslexic child cannot narrate as well as anyone we definitely found this to be true in our homeschool our dyslexic child probably had the best reading comprehension especially because he's an auditory learner so if i was reading a lesson to him or part of a book he had great reading comprehension he was really could you know deep dive into that text and really understand it. And so the key is giving them the tools and narration does give dyslexic kids those tools. Um, There is a story here that Karen Glass shares, and I feel like it's all too common. Here's what she says on page 147. One story was shared with me about a girl who, discouraged by failure in a traditional classroom, began attending a school where Charlotte Mason's methods were employed, including the practice of narration. She had been diagnosed with a learning disability, but a larger problem was her own attitude of defeat. Too many failures had convinced her that she couldn't learn. In her new classroom, the teacher read aloud to her from the same books the other students were reading and encouraged her to narrate. Within a month, she declared with confidence I can narrate. As the school year progressed, she was given the help she needed to read her lessons. She narrated across the curriculum, and by the end of the year, her confidence had grown still further. I can narrate anything. One success led to another. The exposure to excellent books, as well as her newfound security in her own ability, helped her to take the next step. She became a reader for herself. This was one of my hang-ups personally. I I just was feeling like back at the beginning, oh, but audiobooks or reading aloud it's not the same. It's not, you know, the same um as requiring that student with dyslexia to read a book for themselves. But something that really helped me was Andrew Pudua from IEW Institute for Excellence in Writing. One of his sons was dyslexic and he had a great podcast episode with his son, who's now an adult, who said, my dad let me encourage me to read, uh, listen to audiobooks. And I had a, just still a very big wealth and um, amazing treasure of, wonderful books that I listened to and he didn't hold me back because I couldn't read the actual physical words well enough. You know, if kids aren't fluent, they have a hard time reading if they're, they have dyslexia and reading is actual struggle for them. You don't want them to miss out on the amazing books, amazing content. So it's not cheating to have audiobooks. It's not cheating to read to them and I had to change my mindset about that. I wish I had realized that sooner. And see that's what this Christian school didn't realize and maybe you know they can't accommodate a dyslexic child with one teacher in the classroom very well, especially if they're not trained in any of it. And so honestly, Homeschooling your child is the best thing ever. Don't put them in a traditional classroom. If they're struggling with dyslexia, you can accommodate even better. Um, I will link to um, Andrew Pudua's podcast episode, which I absolutely recommend. If you have a child with dyslexia, it will really encourage you. You can find my custom page over at IEW with a link to that podcast episode. If you go to 41more.com forward slash IEW. So dyslexia is just one of those things that you don't need to be overwhelmed by, frustrated, discouraged. You just need tools and narration is an excellent tool and you can learn a lot from Karen's book. Now let's talk about the second topic, which is how does narration work with kids that have ADD or attention deficit disorder. She also talks about this briefly on page 148. Let me tell you what Karen says in her book. She says another learning disability for which narration is especially suitable is ADD in its various forms. One of narration's natural benefits is that it includes It increases the habit of attention. That makes it harder initially for children with attention issues to master it, but you can take time and help them find a way. Their growing ability to focus and pay attention because they will have to narrate will spill over into other areas. Narration addresses the very need these children have. However, it is possible they'll need extra help in the process and there are a number of things that could be tried to facilitate narration for them. One of the most obvious is allowing a child to draw during a reading. She might be given some sheets with blank rectangles and allowed to storyboard or draw pictures of the material that is being read aloud. Listening and drawing will help her focus on the material and the pictures will be a guide or a prompt that allows her to explain what is happening in each part of the scene. This method has worked very well for some children. I love this. Here's actionable strategies for you to try right away. If you have someone in your homeschool with ADD and it's really hard to get them to understand and read and do worksheets and all this, try narration instead. I love that idea of storyboarding. So if you want a deep dive, definitely check out Karen's book. I'll put it in the show notes at 41more.com forward slash 211. I think you've gotten some actionable strategies. That is start using narration little by little with your kids with dyslexia, ADD, or just any other learning struggles. If the worksheet pile or your current methods aren't working well, go ahead and try narration. You don't have to be called a Charlotte Mason homeschooler or a classical homeschooler to use narration. You can just be eclectic, pull in things that work for you and make your own homeschooling style. That's what we've done. We've just, some stuff were traditional, some stuff were, you know, Charlotte Mason, some stuff were unit study, like whatever. We just just do what works for you and don't worry about what it's called. It's helpful to know the different types so that you know there's multiple ways of doing things, but just do what fits your your children best. And the main point of this episode, which I hope came through, is not only to give you actionable strategies, try narration with all your kids, even the ones that don't have learning struggles, but it also, I wanted to encourage you as a homeschool mom, especially if your kids have, have needs where they do need some specific help, you are highly uniquely gifted and qualified to do this for your kids. Even if you don't have a teaching degree, don't let the professionals tell you you're not qualified because you are. If you ever need to talk to me about this or, you know, just kind of like feel a little more encouragement, send me an email at abby at 4 morecom and I'd love to hear from you. Okay, so don't forget about Karen's book, about the show notes, and then especially don't forget about my mystery box of books giveaway, which is limited time only. You can only enter until May seventeenth. and then I'm gonna ship out this book to some these this box of books to someone for free. There are eight books, and you can enter. You can actually enter every day. So check the link at four one forward slash books and see if you might be the winner of an awesome box of books that you can read this summer as you're relaxing and taking a break from homeschooling. All right. I hope this episode has been encouraging to you. Thanks for joining us today. And in the meantime, happy homeschooling.